Hi guys and welcome back to the Worst Sister Shire podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Suna. And I'm Arzon. So our motto is, if attempted murder is a crime, then attempted comedy is a podcast. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about Twilight New Moon, which is a second in the Twilight Saga, the second movie in the Twilight Saga. So let's kick into it. Let's kick right into it. So just to quickly summarize what happens in this movie, we're continuing off what happened last time with Edward and Bella, except this time Edward is worried that, um, you know, Carlisle is going to be exposed for being too old, um, too young looking for his age anyway, and they all decide they're going to leave Forks, but he tells Bella to stay behind. And she decides now is the perfect time to be an adrenaline junkie because she goes into some form of psychosis and sees him. Um, And that is the movie. And can I just say, what an excellent movie it is. (laughs) I like it. I know Snow likes it. I liked it more than I thought I would. Because it was like significantly better than um, the first one. So the reason I'm pausing is because I'm about to do something wild, you guys. I'm going to treat you to something. Um, okay. While I was watching this movie, um, mm. you know, I sent you guys some notes. Yeah. But also I was texting myself the entire time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm sending you my texts to myself as I was watching this movie. And I will be referring to these notes throughout the um podcast what do you mean why was she worried about her granny seeing sparkle boyfriend she has to hide that he's a vampire yeah but it's her granny she doesn't trust her granny she doesn't even trust charlie no one's allowed to know it's not her secret to tell but if he comes out that's his problem yeah my first thought was this granny scene is so deep it is so deep it's good because she was like seeing her granny and she's so confused about why her granny's there and then like Edward comes out and then she realized she was the granny because she's freaked out about being so old now oh my god yeah. so deep. 18's a hard age yeah <laughs> and then like she freaks out the whole time about being so old like Charlie's like oh yeah you're getting old and she's like freaking out about if she really does have a white hair like girl get a grip yeah. no Anyway, I don't know. She was way too scared of her grandma seeing Edward. Like, this girl has been, after this point, does the dumbest shit ever. Actually, even before this point. Like, she goes to a vampire coven when she knows nobody there. Um, yeah. Stupid. Like, so she just yeah. does the dumbest shit. But she acts like her granny seeing Edward is, like, the end of the world. It is, yeah. No, he's gonna. she's going to see my grandmother, who's, like, literally two minutes away from death. <laughs> why are you hating on the old granny <laughs> I'm not hating on her old granny I'm hating on her she was so dramatic she's two minutes away from death <laughs> <laughs> you would never be dramatic would you never, never. I don't know what this word means I'm glad you wrote this note here about people screaming hi to Bella before she even parks because this always annoys me I'm just like, like she can't even hear you. She's still in the car. And also, who screams big day, R and J, I say due. I don't say big day whenever I have an assignment due. Yeah. It was just so weird. She's literally still driving and everyone's like, like, how is she? How is everyone 
everyone so obsessed with her? She has no per- personality. But how is everyone so obsessed with her and they don't know it's her birthday? And, like, of course, Bella is that person who doesn't like her birthday. Yeah, she's not like other people. Yeah, she doesn't like other um, people. She doesn't like birthdays. So she's like, hasn't even parked yet. And everyone in the school is like, hi, Bella. Like, let her park, man. Let her get out of the car. What is going on in this town? No. Also, um, Edward got a new Volvo in this movie. He got an upgrade. Yeah, no. Why is he trying to stand out so much for someone who's trying to blend in? I don't know what you mean. He blends in so good. Yeah, he blends in so good. First of all, he looks like a freaking albino. Why don't you wear some freaking, like... Foundation. Foundation, yeah. No. They look like a whole family of albinos and nobody's concerned about this. It's also funny that they're a whole family of albinos because none of them are related and they're all dating. (laughs) I know. that's, That's a very good point. That also makes it weird. I feel like people should be questioning, like, why they're all so pale. How if it was genetics, I'd get it. But, like, they're all adopted. <laughs> He's like, I only adopt the whitest of the whites. That is true. Like, I don't know. You'd be concerned, right? There's something lacking in your diet. And you're a doctor. You should, you should investigate. Why are you all so pale? <laughs> doesn't have time. He's too busy saving other lives. Yeah, like, literally, wear some foundation. If the Cullens wore foundation... To hide their paleness, would they also not glow? Because technically the sun wouldn't be hitting their skin and they've been hiding for no good reason. I think they would still sparkle because, like, you're going to need some super high intense, like, coverage for that. It's still, like, their skin and it's, like, diamonds. Um, have you I seen think- how much coverage you can get in foundation these days? Like, Yeah, I'm just – I'm not disagreeing with you. I just – I'm saying I think you'd need one of those, like, tattoo cover-up ones. Also, if you put like a sunblock and then like a a primer and then the and then like the foundation, a sunblock doesn't actually block the sun. You still are in the sun, Sadie. It just means you don't um burn. But it's blocking UV rays now because we don't know how yeah. vampires and why they sparkle. I'm gonna go on the theory that when the UV rays hit them, that's when they sparkle. Yeah. So if they put on sunblock, then the UV rays aren't actually penetrating the skin. Correct. But sunblock's not penetrating the skin either because they can't absorb anything. They're just on the outside. It's just layering. Are we sure they can't absorb anything, though? Yeah, because their bodies are dead. That's the whole point. That's why they don't menstruate. It's why they shouldn't, spoilers, be able to reproduce. It was literally an anomaly. It was destiny. It was fate. Yeah. it's It's a plot hole because the whole thing is that they can't, do anything and they literally only breathe to make it look like they're breathing but they don't even need to do that they could be living their lives as mermaids underwater and they're not that's hella creepy well everyone should stop thinking they're sexy then because they shouldn't even be able to achieve an erection no they shouldn't (laughs) this is what i'm saying bella i think twice (laughs) they have no blood and this is meant to be like the blood rushes and you get an erection like no that's not how it works you can't have both (laughs) Exactly. Yes, you can. Yes, I don't you can. Get, I don't want to get into it, but there is um, there is a special tool used for men who had like um, you know, testicular cancer, things like that. It's literally a pump that they can insert into your, your nether regions, and you 
use it like a pump and it gives you an erection. Are you suggesting this is what Edward is doing? You don't know. I agree with Suna. He should not be able to achieve erection. And um, he's dead on the inside, so none of this should be happening. He's dead on the outside too. That's why werewolves are the better choice. Having watched this movie, like I never really cared about whether I was team Jacob or team Bella. And not regarding the creepiness that Ed- that Jacob becomes at the end. She's not creepy. With the whole imprint thing, yes, that's creepy. Wait, with the anyway, kid? Anyway, yes. Yeah. Well, we haven't even got to that movie yet. I know, so I'm saying in the current moment before getting there, I would be team Jacob. Yes. Also, he's warm, so they don't have to stare at each other weirdly in the sun. Correct. But a year has four seasons, so in the height of summer, you don't want to be curling up next to your werewolf boyfriend. You just die. Have the aircon on. And pay all that electricity. I think Bella's doing the smart thing here by going in between both of them, because like in winter, she can go to Jacob and snuggle and be warm for free. And then in summer, she can just go and snuggle up to Edward and be and be cool for free. I see. So this is like a climate strategy. Yes, this is an energy energy saving, energy saving um, money money saving thing that she's doing. Mm. I like it. Electricity companies hate her. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Get yourself a boy on each coast. That just reminded okay. me of um, one time me and Suna were like messing around in her living room and just doing like dumb shit and like striking weird dumb poses. And at one point, Suna was like lying on her stomach and like popped one of her knees up and had her other like leg fully extended. And she was just like, fitness experts hate me. <laughs> 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 oh, I died. I was like laughing at that for like three years. I only just forgot about it. And you laughed at it again. That's a I quality know. joke. It is a quality joke. Um, yeah, so then there's like a scene where Jacob's taunting her about like being older now because she's like mm. 18. And she says, and he actually he actually says something like, oh, I'm not younger than you. I'm 109. I fully agree. It's creepy. Edward, not Jacob. And then she's, yeah. yeah, whatever. Whatever his name is. One of them. Yeah. The bi- I was going to say the bitey one, but they're both kind of the bitey one. They are both the bitey one. They're both the kind one. of the bitey one. Yeah, the cold one. That's literally their nicknames. That's what the werewolves call them. The cold ones. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, it was in the first Ooh, movie. good one. Now, what movie are you watching? I don't know, man. <laughs> I thought I just came up with this. Anyway. Hold on. I think Snot is lying to us and that she's like, oh, I don't really like these movies. Oh, I haven't seen these movies. But then she's like calling everyone a, a twihard and she's calling them the cold ones. She's using the lingo. She I is. can't help it if it's so low brow that even I can come up with it. <laughs> You are lying to us. You have seen this and you love it. Why are you always lying? <laughs> um, anyway, I they were making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. But I agree. It was creepy and she shouldn't be dating an old man. That's all I had to say yeah. about that. And then Jacob comes on the scene because he heard from his dad who heard from her dad that it's Bella's birthday. 
Yeah. And um, I realized the real reason she refuses to date Jacob is because his hair is too fabulous. It's true. <laughs> anyway, Edward thinks he's like super impressive because um, him and Bella were having this like full on conversation instead of listening to the video. And the teacher was like, well, if you're so smart, if you're so smart and you got your degree and everything, then why don't you recite? <laughs> then why don't you recite the last bit of this movie? And um, luckily, this old man has gone to school like ten thousand times, so obviously he knows Shakespeare off by heart. So he recites it, and he thinks he's a freaking genius, and so does everybody else in the class. But you're not a genius; you're just a dumbass who's been in high school for the last. I'm gonna say eighty years. Yeah. About 80 years. He probably met Shakespeare. I don't know. (laughs) No, he didn't. I know he was before then. (laughs) Here's something else that was funny. So you know the scene where they're looking at the painting and it's a painting of the Volturi? Mm. And he um, talks about, like, Carlisle was in the picture too. And Mm. he, he, like, is basically giving her the backstory about them. I had missed that bit because I was like distracted by something. So I had to rewind it and watch it. But because I missed it, the first time I thought he was saying that he knew Napoleon because that guy looked like Napoleon to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hold up. Is Edward saying he knew Napoleon? So I rewound it and I was like, oh no, that's a Volturi guy. Yeah. Um, Can I just say how like hot Carlisle looked in his Volturi get up? I don't see it. Carlisle has always been icky to me. No, he's not icky to me. He's very beautiful. But also, he's he's a professionally trained vampire. He's a vampire in literally everything he plays. Is he? Yes, he is. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's a vampire in True Blood, and I think he's also in The Vampire Diaries. For a little bit, yeah. He's also an idiot doctor in something. Nurse Jackie. Nurse Jackie? Nurse Frankie? Nurse Nurse Jackie. Jackie. But yeah, also, he's in Nurse Jackie he's not as an idiot, idiot doctor. In this. He's a very good doctor. <laughs> like, why? Yeah, so he's the, so not in this. He's an idiot doctor in Nurse Jackie. Yeah. Oh so man has two settings: vampire, vampire doctor, or just doctor. And that's three, not two. <laughs> Give him some respect. <laughs> that's why I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so I thought Carlisle looked good, but clearly you all don't have taste, and that's fine. No. Yeah. As I'm watching this, as someone who's older, I'm like really into all of the parents in this. <laughs> That's how you know you're getting older. I know. Charlie yeah. still wins, though. Um, no, you're by yourself on that one, bro. Still not agreed with Charlie. Well, you guys are alone on that one. <laughs> you guys collectively <laughs> are alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you are alone. Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, date a man with better hair than me, but I would date a man with a better moustache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I'll say exactly. about that topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Edward's talking about like Victoria and stuff. So they're talking about like all this dangerous stuff, and um, he's not worried about her coming after him because Alice will see it and then they'll react. And Bella's like. I could protect you if you change me. Like, Bella, you have zero experience. Why would he need you to be turned to protect him? Because new wards have super strength. Yeah, they do. Uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't know that. If I don't yeah, know she that, does. she doesn't know that. 
No, she doesn't. How does she know that? Because she was researching them? She doesn't know. She finds out later when she's looking into it or when she actually gets her powers and she's like, what the hell? <laughs> That's an example. That's not what she, she did. Like again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. But anyway, I agree that even with her superpower strength, if she knew she had it or not, she wouldn't be able to protect him because yeah. she's going to be fucking dumb. Yes, exactly. she, can, she can't do anything. Okay, so so let me just ask you guys a question. If Bella was a pretty little liar, who would she be? Aria. Aria. Why? Aria all day, every day. Because she's like, they're the the exact same person. They think they're so edgy and different and love older men. They're the same person. The only difference is that the way that they think they're different is different. Like, Arya thinks she's different because she's edgy and wears, like, forks for earrings, but Bella's edgy because she doesn't wear makeup. No. Can I rephrase this and then we release this version? Yeah. (laughs) Because it's a good one. I already listened to this joke. Mm, Arya thinks she's different and edgy because she wears forks for earrings, and Bella thinks she's different and edgy because she lives in forks. Nobody, nobody had that funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think you built it up too much. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was a good one. Like it's good, it's good, but I don't know. I think you built it up too much. I was expecting the hilarity of all hilarities. Wow. Okay, okay, dear listener, if you want to humble yourself, tell your sisters a joke. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was funny. That was a better one. That was a better one. <laughs> I think you need to go into the jokes with no expectations. <laughs> when they're on the floor, everything is hilarious. Yeah, have expectations that I'm not funny, then I'll seem hilarious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on yeah. their way to class, Bella is stopped by Alice and Jasper. And Alice mm-hmm. has like a present for her and it's the dress that she's wearing to the party later on, all this stuff, whatever, that's fine. Um, but my issue with this is when they're talking about the party and Bella doesn't want to have the party and she's just like, oh, whatever, Jasper changes her mood. But the whole like reason why Bella is interesting in the first place is that she's immune to people's powers. So why can Jasper control, can, can control her mood? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is what I was going to say, um, later on in the, in the book as well. Why is she immune to everyone's powers except Alice can still see her? And Jasper can change her feelings, but everyone else's, like Jane can't make her feel any pain or anything else. She can't make her feel any like feelings. Edward can't read her mind, neither can um, Arrow. I agree. And isn't like the thing that the Volturi found interesting about her at the end of this is like, oh, you're immune to our powers. Yes. But literally, she, that's exactly why, why it. Can Alice see them? And that's, a, so it was at that point that I was going to bring it up. Like if she's so immune to everyone's powers, how can Alice see her? Because we know that she can't see the vampires, the werewolves. Yeah, she can't see the werewolves. She can't see them um, because they're werewolves? Yeah, no, she can't yeah, see the werewolves. Yeah, but like that's an example of her having a blank spot to someone that's immune and she doesn't yeah. have a blank spot for Bella yeah. who's apparently immune. But it, they say later on in like another movie that Bella's only immune to mental ones. That's not true. Like, though, there's a scene, there's a... Well, there's mood not control room. is mental. Yeah. Huh? Jasper's mood control is mental. And also... It's hormonal. 
And also the other thing is Jane's um, pain that she thinks is physical pain. It's not just a mental thing. She causes physical pain within. I don't know, bro. I think it's a plot hole for convenience. Plot hole. Convenient plot hole. So at the birthday party, um, I imagine Suna has a lot to say about this birthday party. My favourite thing of this birthday party, though, is when Bella cuts her finger and Edward, like, looks at Jasper and obviously is worried, but flings her into a bunch of glass and flames (laughs) to save her. Yes, that's exactly what I said. She gets a paper cut and Jasper's freaked out, so he throws her onto a pile of glass. Yeah, that's going to help, buddy. It did. It escalated the situation. (laughs) It escalated the situation to set up Edward leaving. Also, like, the again, the acting in this, after all that, he just is staring and his face is, like, literally blank. Like, he has not a single expression. Like, it's like he's gone to his zen place. There's there's nothing. There's nothing on his face. You can't tell what he's, he's thinking. Just the smell of her zens him out. It was weird. But my other favourite part about this scene, which might not be as obvious, is um, I liked when... Who's, who's Carlisle's wife? Uh, Esme. Esme. Esme, yeah, that's right. The Esme of Ren Esme. Um, I like it when she was like to Bella, you've been looking kind of pale lately while all of them are literally glowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like hypocritical much? I didn't realise yeah. this until um, later on, but Esme is in um, The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Is that the scary movie that I refuse to watch? It's a scary TV show you refuse to watch. Oh, it's so good. When me and Snow were watching it together and when we saw the ending, both of our jaws like hit the floor. We were like, oh my God. Literally. Literally so good. Um, so good. But yeah, Esme is the oldest sister. That's the mortician. Oh, okay. I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah. Ironic. First she's dead, then she fixes the dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Another good comment at this birthday party is Emmett making a comment that Edward's dating an older woman. Hot. Yes. <laughs> yes, dating an older woman. Hot. One of my favorite lines <laughs> in the movie ever. I know. Sadie used to quote this to me constantly. She isn't older though. I want to put that on the record. She is but though. Physically, she is. <laughs> but mentally, she is not. She might be 150 years old, but she's. She's older. 109. Have you even seen this movie? He's 109. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So then she like is desperately hounding him, this whole movie basically, but starting from about here, to change her into a vampire because she wants to be a vampire. She's so concerned she's older than him. Blah, 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 blah. Like how inappropriate is it that she's this desperate to be changed so she can be with him when they haven't even been together that long? Like, no. it literally would not even be appropriate for them to get married at this stage. It's true love. Who are you to stand in the way of true love? Logic. So after the party, Bella decides she's going to put together her photo album book, where despite taking a bunch of photos of her friends and, like, everything that happened that day, she printed out a single photo of her and Edward and just, like, folded it in half so he takes up a whole page by himself as a half photo. Yeah, why did she fold that? That was a photo of the two of them. That was one, literally one of my notes. Why did she fold that photo? She's so some, weird. Some melodramatic, so some melodramatic teenager crap. Yeah. 
And then they have the breakup scene, right? Yeah, which took like a hundred years. It did take a hundred years. Like Edward is now two hundred and eighteen. <laughs> also, then um, he says the stuff about like her soul. He's worried about her soul because he thinks he doesn't have a soul. He's going to be damned. Um, and she's like, "I don't give a shit about my soul." Basically, direct quote. Yeah. And it's like, again, she's only known him for ten minutes. Like, you could, you're giving up your soul, but do you even know his middle name at this stage, Bella? Can you tell Handsome. me his middle name? Handsome. <laughs> like, I just feel like she has absolutely no standards. And the other thing is, he's like, don't do anything reckless, Bella. Um, that's literally just baiting her, I felt like. It's like telling a kid, don't touch that thing. And then you know, that's all I can think about. They just want to touch it. Oh, the other thing that I was going to say is, when Edward's like, oh, yeah, so we're going now when he's breaking up with her. And she just assumes she's going with them. Why would she assume she's going with them? Again, you've been together 10 minutes. Why are you now a part of this pack? <laughs> because. Because she just is. She's like, okay, I've got to tell something to Charlie. And he's like, no. Yeah, like <laughs> literally no one invited you. Like, why are you so desperate, Bella? Like, she's so desperate. Like, she's so desperate it's annoying. That's probably what the other vampires can spell, smell, her desperation. Anyway, she was real sad. My <laughs> theory in this point is... <laughs> anyway, she's real sad. Um, then she just, like, night screams like a banshee. Freaking poor Charlie having to live with that. I reckon that's the real reason yeah. that he wanted her to go to Jacksonville. Also, yeah, like, I wish sure she's not a werewolf. Like, how much... I know, like, how much howling did you want to do, Bella? Like, stop being so dramatic. She's so dramatic. I can't get over it. Yeah. And then also when she's like, my pain is my only reminder that he was real. Like, literally he wasn't that special. He was just pale and stared. Like, what did he do that was so special? Be a vampire? Don't question it. Yeah, I like your next comment. She doesn't like shopping. What a unique bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then she says to Charlie, oh, I've actually got friends, um, plans with friends, and she says she's going out with Jessica because, like, he didn't, he wanted her to go to Jacksonville because she's just moping and isn't hanging around with her friends anymore. And, like, Jessica just tells her, like, it is. Like, <laughs> I really like that she was. Yeah. I was going to say, I really like when um, Bella gets back from her reckless, like, bike ride and she's like, I was about to end up on the FBI dateline and all because you want to go for a joyride with your homies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like she's so true and then she was like also at the big kind of beginning of their conversation when she was like i know you're like depressed and i like i get it and everything but i got problems too <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was so I good know. something else that she's I like the realist this whole movie yeah she is the realist later on when um bella has emerged from her depression shell and mike asks her to go to a movie and bella strategically makes it like a, a group thing Mm-hmm. Jessica's like, ah, oh, movie night with Bella. <laughs> Obviously yeah. not keen to go after what happened last time and cancels. <laughs> yeah. Like, fair exactly. enough. She's smart. See, Jessica isn't running with vampires, is she? She's smart. Yeah. And then, like, um, when she starts to, like, get the – she got those bikes and she goes to Jacob and he's like, what's up, Loka? And <laughs> then 
She's like, help me fix these bikes and they're spending time together. And she's like relentlessly writing to Alice the whole time. It's like, let it go, girl. Like, stop being such a brat. But anyway, I digress. My main point about this is, once again, she starts writing to Alice and she's like, Jake makes me feel alive. Like, I don't think I could have gotten through this without him. Like, why is she attaching all of her self-worth to boys? Like, why? Why Bella? She just is. Don't question it. More importantly, I'm questioning why in these scenes was she A, throwing a slice of pizza to his back turned and B, throwing a wrench at him to his back turned. (laughs) (laughs) Both of those, not good. (laughs) It's to symbolise how Jacob's um, body is changing. He can sense the pizza and the wrench. She can't. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd be so mad if one of you threw a wrench at me <laughs> because <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna throw a wrench, wrench at her. I can't dodge a wrench and I can't dodge a ball. <laughs> oh my god, that is such a good movie! I can't believe I, I forgot about it. I think I need to watch it again. But yeah, they spend all this time working on these bikes, and um, I quite like the bike scene, like the working together scene. I think it's really fun. Yeah. I like the music and I like watching it. It's just upbeat and cool. And it's like really a nice change of pace from her depression three months beforehand. Yeah. I was going to say the thing that makes this scene cool is not her. It's 100% Jacob. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. Yes. Um, Yeah. And also I like when they were like started out and they were trying to decide who was like emotionally older, but Jacob's like, I'm smarter because I know how to fix bikes and this and that. And she's like, yeah, but you're young and naive because I convinced you to fix these bikes kind of a thing. And then they settled on the Mm -hmm. fact that she's 35 and he's 32 maybe, but like that's a bigger age gap than what they already have. Yeah. (laughs) Like just be 18 and 16. Like it's fine. Both of you all dumb. (laughs) They're 35 and 32. No. <laughs> Both of you all 12. Also I, like how she, also, I like how she's obsessed with his age because he's like two years younger when literally that's way more appropriate than someone who's like 100 years older. Yeah, well, Jacob makes like kind of a comment like that. She's too. He's like, why are you so hung up on age? How old was that Cullen guy anyway? And she just doesn't say anything. Yeah, because she's so heartbroken again. She remembered... And then when they finally do get the motorbikes going, no helmets, no jackets, no nothing. She just, you know, drives her bike into the middle of the road and slams the brakes and then is surprised when Jacob is like, no more bikes. Um, And also, Jacob... And then she freaks out when she bleeds. Yeah. Jacob is so nice because, like, he sacrificed his shirt for her to bleed. His white shirt. I'm surprised he had a shirt, to be honest. He wasn't a werewolf yet. yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he was shirtless before that too. When she first meets him, isn't he shirtless? No. He he wears a shirt up until the point where he becomes a werewolf and then randomly he's just running around with like cut out shorts. (laughs) No shirt. That's how you know. He's changed. (laughs) That and the tattoo. Okay, so like if the whole if the whole point is that his shirt doesn't rip anymore, right? Don't his pants rip? His pants do rip, but they, in the books and stuff, they make a point of saying that all of the um, werewolves and stuff have, like, lots of shorts, like, hidden throughout the forest. Um, and they just wear them as yeah, they Yeah, that rip, makes basically. sense. They have, yeah, like, caps. 
<laughs> so someone's hiking that, through the woods. They're like, what the fuck are all these shorts doing here? <laughs> Jacob finally transforms, right? Yeah, and then he stops talking to her for like weeks. Yeah. So she and goes she... and storms his house, yeah. Yeah, and then she starts doubting herself and everything again too. Like, Bella, have a life outside of a boy, please. Please, Bella. No. 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 And then um, my no, favourite no. scene is when he fi- she finally catches up to him and finds him. Like, she just sees him shirtless in the yard. And, oh, my um, God, yeah. He... He now knows everything, right? He knows who the Cullens are. He knows all the story. And so he confronts her and he's like, um, you know, he says some things like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like those bloodsucker Cullens. And she's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And then he's like, you've been lying to everyone. Charlie. <laughs> and like, that's, <laughs> it. that's the list. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. everyone. <laughs> that's everyone. <laughs> Oh, Charlie, you've been liked everyone. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> Charlie. So now we'll forever be telling, calling everyone Charlie. Everyone that has been liked to will be Charlie. Yeah, you've been liked everyone, Charlie. And yeah, <laughs> do I say it one more time in case the fans missed it? <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> and then um like a few scenes later jake wants to run away with her like why are these assholes running away with people that don't know all the time okay so basically jacob has phased his you know now cut his hair and has a tattoo and bella's like why did you say you had mono when you didn't and um yeah, and then suddenly there's a wolf fight and now she's heading back home going to run away with Jacob. Yes. Um, and then, like, out of nowhere, Alice shows up and apparently Alice had a vision that, like, Bella died because she was cliff diving. and But she didn't know that and she couldn't see a lot of the stuff because the vamp- werewolves were around. So she didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But apparently, meantime, somebody else told... I know Miss Two told him this, maybe like Rosie, I don't know, Rosalie um, told him that why Alice went back to Forks. So Jake Edward picks up the phone and calls um, the house and he wants to speak to Charlie. But Jacob answers and Jacob's like, sorry, he's not here. He's organising a funeral. And I know. obviously <laughs> he didn't he lie. He didn't, he didn't lie. But because um, Edward knew that Alice had this vision and that's why she rushed to Forks, he just assumed Bella is now dead. He does absolutely nothing to confirm this, even though 10 minutes ago, by 10 minutes ago, I mean at the start of the movie, he's literally having a superiority complex at how dumb the characters in Romeo and Juliet are because they didn't wait to see if they were actually dead or not and um, killed each other. Anyway, that aside... He hangs up the phone and is apparently now, because Alice sees it in her vision, running to Italy to get killed by the Voltari. Many problems with Volturi. this. Voltari. Like you just had this conversation. Yeah. The Volvo guys. 
Um, the Volvo guys, yeah. Vos Vos. Vos Vos. <laughs> the Vos Water guys. So, like, the first Volvos, of all, yeah. Yeah, the Vovos. Oh, my God, I like the Vovos. The Vovos and the Popos. I like it. The Vovos hang out with the first Popos. Of, yeah. So, first of all, like, they just had this um, phone call, this conversation on the phone call, right? Did no one think to immediately just call him back and be like, because they realised the mistake right away. They realised what happened. Didn't Alice have a phone? Did, couldn't they use the home phone? Couldn't someone have called him to say, well, don't worry, she's no not dead? No one could have called him because he broke his phone in agony. He smashed it. Is there no other phones? Could they not have called one of his other family members and been like, tell Edward she ain't dead? Yeah, but he wasn't going to believe them. Uh, he would believe them if he just drove to Forks and Saw before he went to off himself. No. But where's the fun in that? And that's my second thing. He just thinks he found out Bella has died and there's a funeral. He doesn't want to go to this funeral. He can't be bothered. What, he doesn't have the air miles? Like, what's going on? He's too distraught to go to her funeral. He just wants to die. He can't live in a world without her. He just wants to die, but he sits on a however many hour plane ride to Italy, probably eating little peanuts <laughs> Well, <laughs> I think he was already in Italy, though, wasn't he? No. No, I don't think so. Because when we look out like, the window, there's like this... No, he's not in Italy. You know where he is? He's in um, Rio because the giant Jesus statue is in his view. Oh, I didn't pay attention to what was in his background. Neither did I. Yeah, it was in the, the view. But also he has and to that, go to Italy because he can't Christ kill the himself. Redeemer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Christ the Redeemer. But he can't kill himself. He has to go to Italy because he was saying at the beginning of the movies when he was talking about Romeo and Juliet, that he can't do it. It's basically impossible and you need the Volturi to pull you apart and burn you, basically. Yeah, okay. Someone else to do it. Here's what I'm saying. It's not impossible. Do you know who kills um, vampires? Werewolves. He knows where werewolves are. Go there. That way you're not exposing your family to risk too. He can't go there because if he goes back to Forks and asks the werewolves to kill him, they'll break the treaty and then all hell will break loose. Also, it's so much more efficient. Go to Forks, go to Bella's funeral, go get killed by the werewolves. Why are you going around the world? Like there's a climate emergency happening. We're in a crisis. Do you not care? <laughs> because it's so, because it's so anticlimactic. Like, okay, so I didn't realise he was in Rio. I just assumed he was somewhere else in America. Because the way that it worked out also, this is the other thing I was going to say, is they basically would have been on the same freaking flight the, t- the way their timing arrived for ar- getting there. They got there at the same time. <laughs> like, they were probably like three rows behind him while he's eating the little peanuts. <laughs> yes, well, he was in Rio. Hmm, I'll have to watch that scene again. Awkward if that is like just like the Empire State Building and I'm like, it's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> were you wearing your glasses at the time no I wasn't but um, it was on my laptop and in my face type into google where was Edward when he found out Bella died <laughs> type into google there we go yes Edward was in Rio when he believed Bella had killed herself dang look at you I know. I know this is a landmark. I just called him Big Jesus, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My boy, Big Jesus. 
Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, also when he was depressed after leaving Bella, Alice made a comment about um, him being, like, away from everyone else for months because he wanted his alone time. Edward goes before the Volturi once he's in Italy and explains that he wants to die. Um, And they ultimately say, no, your gift is too valuable to us and to the world um, and we can't let you die. Um, But if you're sick of your clan, you're welcome to join us. And Edward's like, fine. It just reminded me of this because they're like, we can't kill you. And Edward's like, without cause. And it just reminded me of that scene in the office where Toby, um, Michael calls like Thunder Mifflin corporate and he's like, I want to fire him. He's like, you can't do it without cause. And he's like, I have cause. It's because I hate him. (laughs) I know. It's so good. (laughs) It's because. Yeah, so that's just what the scene reminded me of. Um, and Edward decides that at 12 o'clock exactly in the peak of the sun, he's going to go outside and expose himself to the humans in the middle of an anti-vampire festival. Yeah. Um, luckily, Bella hugs him in time as she runs through a fountain and all is well. Literally right into the Volturi's lap and now they know about her. Yeah. And they're like mesmerized by the fact that she can't, she's immune to their powers, except for for some reason, Jasper and um, Alice's. And um, they're like, oh, we will go and kill you um, and your little boyfriend too for even trying this shit. But I guess if, um, you know, you have these powers and you're going to turn eventually, we'll allow it. Turn soon so you don't make us angry. Bye. That is a summary of, like, an hour-long scene. Yeah. But also, like, so nice of them. As I would imagine, a a seriously powerful vampire group would make you turn them right then and there or get out. Yeah. I thought so, too. Do it now or get dead. That's how I thought it would work. Yeah. I would would think so as well. Um, And Bella, who has been, like, dying to get changed from the second she met him, like... Literally, like, a week after she was a va- he was a vampire, is like, okay, I'm going to wait until after graduation so it's easy on Charlie. Yeah. But also now like, she feels like she's wait. got him on the hook because the Volturi is like, if you don't change her, I'm going to kill your family. And she yeah. wants the drama, you see. <laughs> yeah, she does. She really does. Um, What I thought was funny was that scene where – She's like, okay, everyone, let's take a vote. Will I be vamp queen or not? <laughs> and um, yeah. they're all like, yeah, I already consider you family. And I'm like, you've known her for five minutes and she's ruined your whole life. She's made you have to move. You've had to go before the Volturi. The Volturi are going to kill you if you don't change her. What choice that has she left Literally. You? Literally. They had like a decade of peace and quiet existence in Forks until she came along and forked it up. So I thought that was really annoying and dumb. But um, I like that Rosalie spoke her mind and was like, this isn't the life you want, girl. And was like, no, still. Yeah. So. And Jasper was like, "Uh, it would be nice to not want to, to not to want to kill you. So yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I liked, um, what's his name's reaction as well? Carlisle's where he's like, I understand how you feel about this, but you've made your choice now and I'm not going to let someone kill my son because you've decided you can't live in the world without her. So yeah, you left me no choice, basically. Literally. Good guy, Carlisle. 
And then it's like that scene where Jacob, Bella, and Edward meet in the woods. And yeah. um, they're kind of talking everything out. And the boys are basically like sizing each other up. And she's like, no, don't. You can't. If you hurt each other, you'll hurt me or whatever the hell she says. Yeah. Um, like, I just don't even understand why they all think she's so special. This is this is my, the thing I'm... I can believe the werewolves. I can believe the vampires. I can't believe anyone thinking she's special. <laughs> and it doesn't even I'm just at. stop to them. Even, like, Mike is obsessed with her still. Yes. Like, why is this a thing? Um, because she does not have a personality. Yeah. She doesn't have a personality and Edward does not have a personality. Most of the other people in here do have a personality. Those two don't. They literally don't have any. That's yeah. why they're perfect for each other. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect, perfect, perfect. But, like, in that scene as well where she's, like, really, like, up in Jacob's face and she's like, I love you, Jacob, but don't make me choose because it will be him. It's always been him. Like, in that scene, there's so much more chemistry between her and Jacob than there's ever been between her and Edward. <laughs> because he doesn't need to throw up in her face. He's allowed to kiss her without wanting to bite into her face. Exactly. That's how someone should look at you if you're about to kiss them. In this case, she no. was not even about to kiss him. But that's how someone should look at you. Not like they're about to throw up on you. No. You just don't get it. It's hot. That's all I wanted to say about this movie. But did you guys have other stuff? No, it's a pretty good movie. No, it's an excellent movie and it's my favourite movie in the whole series. My only issue with it is the plot hole I already spoke about, about the powers and everything. Oh, that's your only issue? Yes, otherwise it's literally a cinematic masterpiece. My issue is every time Bella is on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like the Bella character. I have to say it was a much better movie than the first one much better yeah but it had a really low imdb rating guys like i thought it wouldn't because there's so many die hard try hard fans out there imdb is taken over by the devil but it only had a 4.7 yeah but like because who's rating these movies like for example i don't like the twilight movies so i've never gone on there to rate it like why would i i don't like it because a lot of people i love to hate on twilight like for a while, there was all those memes going around where they were, like, showing all these, like, dumb things and being like, still a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> and this is the generation that formed the rating. Because it was cool to aggressively dislike Twilight. I agree. I don't get it. I agree, but it's dumb. <laughs> I don't get it. So what was the first Twilight movie rated then? Is this rated better than it, Twilight? I will mm, let you know I'm now. Give me one sec. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I am looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I already looked um, it up. It's it has 5.3. 5. I said it um, first. I looked it up first. <laughs> I looked it up first. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so see, that is not accurate because Twilight the First is not as good as Twilight the New Moon. Yeah, I agree. And... Also, the remaining movies, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn, Part 1 and 2, both have higher ratings than New Moon, which is just false information. New Moon is the best movie of the series. Yeah. I mean, I actually have not seen the others. Like, I've seen New Moon and the original Twilight before. I've not seen the other movies. Um, So it'll be exciting for me 
to say them and I'll tell you which one's the best movie in the series. All right, Sadie, how many dollops? I think I'll give it a four dollops. Four dollops? Did we rank the first one? Did we dollop the first one? We did, yes. Um, what I did I give the it? average. You gave it a three. You said it was just an average movie. Oh, did I? That high? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish I gave that a 2.3. Okay. <laughs> That's specific. <laughs> I actually didn't mean to be that specific. I was going to say 2.5. <laughs> but, but I was reading 5.3 while I said it. Okay, so first highlights a two point three for you. What's um? Yeah, and I think this one was a three three point five. I don't think it's as good as four, but it's better than three. So I'm gonna give it a three point five. Yeah, I have the same issue as you, where I think comparatively, I have rated the first Twilight movie too high with four and a half, when that should have been a four, and this should be four and a half. So. I mean, I think four and a half is wildly too high, but okay. <laughs> well, you're both wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> if you saw it in Colsey and recognize it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would. Uh, cool. All right. So that's an average of something dollops. Yeah. Three something. and a half dollops. Is that the average? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, who has a worst sister story? I have one. Ooh, okay, go, go Sadie. Okay. So the other night, um, I'm dressing the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and he decides he doesn't want to get dressed and he flings um the phone that he was holding in his hand. Where does the phone the phone land? Into the TV. The phone is fine, the TV is not. We end up having to get a new one. And this is why he's the other one. This is why he's the other one. Until he can prove himself otherwise, he's the other one. He also poked tents. So I nominate the other one for um, worst sister of the week because he also poked tents in my little outdoor tenting area. Poked tents. Poked holes, sorry. Oh, (laughs) holes. <laughs> I was like, he's, what does this mean? So we had um we had the tent set up outside, don't we? So um he's got in he's poked holes in the entire tent. Like I'm not talking about like one little corner, but I'm talking about like the the hole wherever he could reach, there's a hole there. We've patched it up with sticky tape. <laughs> but it's not doing anything right now. So it's now too cold to sit in. Bastard. <laughs> he is. He is. If he didn't look so much like him, I'd say he was switched at birth. <laughs> he doesn't look like you. He looks like your husband. No, he looks like me. I was trying not to break her heart. Both of your kids are copy pastes <laughs> of your husband. They are not. They He's got green are. eyes. He's got green eyes. And besides that, so? he looks nothing like you. Do you look like dad? No. <laughs> I look like his mum. So... <laughs> Do you remember the time that Adam took a picture of herself with curly hair? And so I said, when did I take that picture? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Well, that's the thing. Like ages ago, Snosh showed me a few photos of her, I think at her formal or something. And mm. she had straight hair for it. And I genuinely thought it was me for a second. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> when did I go to this event? When did yeah, I wear this dress? I was like, who, who are these people? How did I get there? What's going on? It took me a hot second to realize it was Suna. Idiots. Okay, so thanks, guys, for, for listening in. That was The Worst Sisters on Twilight New Moon. Um, if you have any thoughts, comments, or things that you want us to discuss, you can get us on Twitter at SisterWorst and on TikTok, Reddit, YouTube. What else have we got? Facebook, Instagram, at WorstSisterShire. And you can also email us at WorstSisterShire at gmail.com. Okay, should I count us out with a hadabum? Yep. Yep. All right. One, two, three. Hadabum. Hadabum. That was really bad. Don't try again. Spat it out. I know. All right. Let's try it again. One, two, three. Hadabam. Hadabam. Hadabam.